Hello everyone and welcome to the Two Haven't Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. Today Robin and I are joined by Sarah Roberts, also known as the Hype Goblin online. Sarah makes content for TTRPGs and Dungeons and Dragons. She also has a very popular TikTok channel uh, which showcases probably some of the best original character TTRPG, uh, lip syncs, cosplays, uh, wig work that uh, definitely I've ever seen. Her Twitch channel is also host to video game streams, TTRPG actual plays, she's a wonderful human being, and she's a very good friend of ours. So without further ado, I bring you, we bring you, the Hype Goblin. So uh, hi y'all, I'm Sarah Roberts, I'm the Hype Goblin. You can find me on all social media under that name. Um, I do a lot of, I don't want to say like TTRPG education, but just awareness content over on the YouTubes. Um, I cover a lot of cosplaying your character, um, character creation from a writing, acting background standpoint for those who want to get into really heavy roleplay type things. Uh, and I do a lot of really goofy lip syncing videos over on TikTok as oh, yeah. my characters. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the, the, yeah, the TikTok, the TikTok videos. You are perfecting them. Uh, so, yeah. what, where, where did because we you, you had the hype goblin up and running before uh, mm-hmm. we started playing games together, kind of like off stream. Um, you and Robin playing games together. What, how, what started the hype goblin? Was it uh, TTRPGs or was it gaming? Yeah, so um, I started out in gaming, and then I got into actual play, producing, and and playing. Um, and as as I got more and more like professional at it, I was like, well, I should probably think of a different name than like streaming Sarah, because that sounds really is, lame. Is is that what you started with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> streaming Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, actually, my my first name that i used on the internet in my very first game which uh has since been taken down for i asked it to be um <laughs> had my legal name i was originally using my legal yeah. name yeah. as my handle and then i was like i probably shouldn't do that so then i did streaming sarah because i couldn't think of anything um it's it's, it, it's difficult because we, we, we've kind of not long been into we've done like personal content creation mm-hmm. but now it's more becoming more of a more of a product if you like yeah. whether you like it or not people see it as a product and at first like i i at first was like oh i'm totally fine using my my own name and then you're like oh do oh should we <laughs> do, do, should i maybe not put my full name it's, on it's a weird one isn't mm-hmm. it because i think when you first start doing it, you're like well obviously i'll just use my name and then things mm-hmm. start to blow up and you're like oh maybe that's not the best thing yeah for me it's uh it's just a, it's a safety thing in this yeah. day and age, like you, you never know. Like I, I don't want like people showing up. Like there was a a while back. Um, I remember back when Jenna Marbles was still on the internet. Um, she and Julian talked about how people just one day just showed up at their house because they got doxxed. And I was like, I don't want to use my legal name in anything that's going out publicly. No. Um, so I think I think it was around that time where I heard someone mention being a hype goblin, and I asked that person like, "Hey, where'd you where'd you hear that term? Yeah. Is anyone using that? Yeah, I want yeah. to use that. You, yeah, you 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 call that one. That is a great mm-hmm. one. I admit, yeah. like, it's such a good name. Yeah, we 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 came up for like uh, this like our our stuff. We mm-hmm. spent forever thinking of names for, forever, <laughs> and suppose I think you overthink it, don't you? You know, you do. Yeah, yeah, because like a lot of people just will go with their mm. 
like internet username and then like tweak it but at least like streaming sarah is probably a good one to start out with because it you know it has your name in it it's what you do and people will understand if you're like oh i'm just gonna yeah. change it to the hype goblin yeah it was it was good but it's not something that people would see on twitch and be like oh i want to check out who this person is yeah like yeah. i've had so many people just roll into my twitch chat when we're live and they're just like i saw your username and i think that's super cool yeah. Did you think it up? And then it's all like all an instant icebreaker and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's, really it's been good. good. Yeah, because Goblin seems to be very synonymous with D and D in particular. You know, all yeah. these TTRPGs and because they're fantasy creatures. So there's a lot of brands out there with with the Goblin. So that's that's if you have that in there, that's like we try to have like roll and mm -hmm. roll and the ampersand. You know, so people like <laughs> will will sort of go uh, connect. The two things, you know. I it's... love y'all's name. I think it's I think it's witty and really, really cute. Um yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I adore it. Yeah. Remember when it... y'all were trying to find it? <laughs> oh, I, I was messaging you when we were trying to find <laughs> yeah. it and forgetting that. I remember sending you lots mm -hmm. of names, being like, What do you think of this one? And what about that one? And then it was that but to have to rule just obviously came when we were at walking the dog one day and just went mm. oh oh that's yeah, better than all the things i just sent sarah names, <laughs> yeah names just they just come out of nowhere if yeah. you think about it too hard this has been this has been like my experience with it because i'm also getting ready to launch a podcast with a couple friends and, um yeah it's gonna be my second podcast a third podcast now it's gonna be great um nice. but we we've we've spent three months trying to pick a name yeah it's it's it, it, it's tough because names can also like lock you into things as well so if you go oh we are you know the you know the dice goblins and then you go okay the goblins is good the dice is good that that mm -hmm. tells people we're playing ttrpgs but then if if it the content starts maneuvering over to something like you know larp or something like that and you go mm -hmm. well, we're not we're not we have nothing to do with dice at all and then you have to change yeah it <laughs> yeah that was our biggest struggle because um i'm doing i'm getting ready to do it with two other ttrpg creators uh indestructible uh and um dungeon dad and they're both nice. oh yeah they're, yeah they're, they're both great guys but we we all just sat around like shooting the shit one day i'm sorry can i say can i say yes yes hey don't worry yeah <laughs> um yeah we were all just sitting around talking one day after like getting on a call together just to vent and we were just like i am so burned out on D, &D yeah. content like i just want to talk about nerd stuff but if i do it like no one's no one's gonna click on that youtube video so we came up with the idea for this podcast mainly for our own mental health that we just yeah. like and, yeah. But then we have to think of a name that has nothing to do with D and D. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's it's that tough. Was, that was the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> it sounds very similar to the inception of this of mm -hmm. this podcast as well. It was it was literally just the the stuff we talked about on our dog walks, and we were like, we should just like record the, like our conversations. But like you say, it's just it's just casual conversation, mm -hmm. you know. So trying to think of an, a, a name for that is is tough. Um, it really is. So I'm guessing when, when did you start getting into actual D and D? Because you you cover TTRPG stuff, but it seems like you're predominantly fifth edition D and D. What yeah. stage did you get into tabletop role playing games? Yeah, five E is is my first love, and for all of its flaws, I still love it. Um, <laughs> I got into it in uh, 2019 uh, because Indoor Adventures found out that I had never played before. Ooh. 
And so Simon, bless his heart, got me on a, <laughs> got me on one <laughs> of his live streams when he was running a one shot, which I don't recommend anyone play their first D&D game live on Twitch. That's a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's something. <laughs> yep. It was, it was something. I, it was a fever dream. I don't remember anything other than my character lost her arm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but other other than that like i don't like yeah i don't do that but it yeah from it's, then on i was i was kind of hooked yeah it's a, it's a lot it's a lot of pressure because there's a lot of stop and starting with with mm -hmm. new players as well you know it's a yeah. lot of like oh what what is this what is that i just i guess over over stream as well i mean i i guess it's good to have at least if you have like one player out of a load that is new Mm -hmm. it, it makes it more accessible maybe for people watching being like oh this person's new it doesn't seem so bad yeah i think i think i wish i would have found more good resources at the time now i know where to go find them but i wish yeah. i would have had more good just starting out resources because it was it's a it's a lot there's a yeah. lot that goes with the system it's not like the 2d6 systems where you can just pick a character sheet and within two minutes you have your character good to go there's a lot to consider in D, D. there is a lot what was your first character in this uh, game she was a barbarian barbarian yeah oh, nice. so I had, <laughs> yeah i had to do i had to do two things i had to rage and i had to hit things yes and then but... i just had to keep hitting things and so the other players luckily i was playing with a lot of veteran players yeah um so they they just said just here you, you do this and the rest <laughs> you is the rest <laughs> will take care of so yeah thank easy. goodness for them yeah, Barbarian yeah, seems like a good like first character to go mm -hmm. for, doesn't it? Like that, it is just that you know mm -hmm. you just stand up front and you hit things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically, it's it, it's a good it's a good if you want someone to just like pick up a sheet and play. Um, after that, my my second character that I created on my own was a wizard, and in hindsight, I wouldn't have done that because that's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, but luckily we that was for a campaign, so I got used to that as time went on. But yeah. yeah. Barbarians are great, great for a first character. Yeah. Oh, you know they are. That they they are barbarians are good for just giving someone a sheet and being like, oh, here, you, all you need to do is hit things, hit things with an mm -hmm. axe every turn. No, no need to worry about spells. Well, you just want to run in yeah. and hit things. So so easy. So did you? Uh, I mean, how much D and D do you play off screen? I am since, in since 2019. Um, at my peak. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 did you take out the big, like, you know, catalog of, of games? Yeah. Um, at, at my peak, I was in uh, a TTRPG nearly every single day during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I think I think I had five weekly, five to six weekly games at wow. one point. Um, yeah. Now I'm currently sitting at, uh, I have a Wednesday home game. I have a Friday game. I have a Saturday game, and I have two Sundays. So I'm back up at five. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you didn't. It wasn't like a slow, a slow build. Oh, this is quite mm. cool. I might play it again. It was a. Oh, this is my thing. I'm. My life is now this. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I I really got into the actual play scene during the pandemic just because I had nothing else to do, and when you're stuck at home for, and then all day every day like what else am i gonna do there's only so much laundry i can do there's yeah. only so much cleaning i can do yeah. i still had plenty of time every single day to do all the chores and the house stuff so yeah. it's it was just that's how i passed the time and now it's my job <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know how any of us would have survived during 
you know, mm -hmm. if the pandemic had hit during the kind of late eighties or, or the nineties, because right? yeah, having, having, um, having zoom and D, D to play was just uh a, a, a literal lifesaver for some people i think absolutely you know um sounds like the three of us had like that sorry similar lockdown where we just mm -hmm. all spent every minute playing D. &D. <laughs> so do, do you ever do you ever get to play D, D in person like with your partner because robin and i like we've started our just doing our campaign mm -hmm. stream now but we played a lot of D, D just just the two of us especially during the pandemic we couldn't go out um we would just have those those games just one-on-one -on -one. Do, you, do you get to play mm -hmm. with family members or anything um my parents are interested they just haven't yeah. had the time yeah. um yeah we, we have a we have a new um we have new new littles in our family extended Ooh. family not mine yes extended family extended family. um <laughs> you can so they're, they're living yeah they're living the grandparent <laughs> life right now um, but they're interested in trying it. Oh, yeah. um, and as far as Jake, he, he tried it once. And it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> um, the tone so there was great. <laughs> yeah, so he's not really interested in it. I think um, I think I just need to set him up with a simpler system than D&D. &D. I think he'd really like Monster of the Week. Oh, or, yeah. Uh -huh. um, like a kids on bikes game. But when yeah. there's... It's just it was really overwhelming for him, but yeah. he's he's tried it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, that's the thing. A lot of like, if if I'm introducing new new players, I'd literally just go right. Here's some pre gens, mm -hmm. and yeah. I'm like, just all you need to do is just look at the the race and the class and whatever looks coolest. Just pick that, and then mm -hmm. we'll go with a story. You know. So yeah. we we played with like my sister and her um her partner and. Yeah. My sister just went, oh, she just picked the word Dragonborn up. What's a Dragonborn? I showed her a picture. She's like, I'll be one of them. And they were pretty much like, they, they just had such a blast and it was so magical. I was just like, don't worry about all the numbers because mm -hmm. that's what I struggle with. I know that's what Robin, I know that's what you struggled with when someone went, oh, you need to create your character. And you're like, I, I, I do not know what. Oh, yeah. Like, means. I was like, oh, yeah, I get to make a character and pick what they look like and what they sound like. And then it just became a numbers game. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. No, I just want to be an elf and run around the forest, really. How do I rule that? Yeah. yeah, I think I think folks are really spoiled today, especially with things like D D Beyond. I've oh, yeah. never made a character pen and paper. No, it's I just I do it all in D D Beyond. That's how I've always done it, because I've always played with people who had access to it. So like that's where the majority of their content was. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I have no idea how to do the math. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, Fine. yeah, Dindy Beyond. Make sure that you don't <laughs> miss anything out, and it doesn't. Yeah. My first five E character was a wizard as well, and I took because sometimes it was long periods of time before we play. So you know, mm -hmm. I would read the read the book, we'd level up, um, and then it'd be months, and then we played D and D again, and you you crack on, and then after four or five sessions, you go back to look at a rule, and you're like, oh, I'm I'm I was supposed to be taking another spell at every level. <laughs> So, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't realize um, <laughs> the cleric in our campaign, that first campaign was the same. Like he didn't realize that he could use the entire cleric spell list, not just the domain spells. <laughs> so we had a deaf domain cleric that couldn't heal. We lost several mm -hmm. games in before this um, was, was actually yeah. realized. <laughs> like seven or eight like, sessions. oh my gosh, yeah. we keep dying. Yeah, because we didn't, uh, none of us knew 5e that well. And it was, uh -huh. yeah, it was, it was just the fact that you just missed it off the sheet, you know, and you just, it, you just didn't understand that, oh, that was what you could do was prepare spells. It was just like, you just saw the thing that says, oh, these are your cleric spells. 
I do like I, I, I do agree with you though. I mean, mm-hmm. we are spoiled with D&D Beyond now because the other weekend we ended up playing a quick one shot in person mm-hmm. and I couldn't get any internet on my phone. So I was like, oh cool, I'll just do the paper sheet. It'll be fine. That's hard. Like <laughs> that is actually hard without a little thing being like, you know, click these buttons. Okay. And I was like, no, I need to actually add all these up in my head and figure uh-huh. out what all my scores are. But, and I was like, whatever, I've forgotten something here. I know I have. <laughs> but they were those sheets that we had, Robin, they were like the basic sheets about the proficiency <laughs> list on or anything. It didn't they, they had no skills. So it was just I'm trying to remember attributes. all the skills. <laughs> So you were like, oh, I need to choose proficiencies. What are the proficiencies again? I was like, what were there all the charisma ones? I think there's more than five, is there? And <laughs> <laughs> them all. Uh, so Sarah, your 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 Twitch streams. Um, you am I right in saying you donate percentage of the um the Twitch subs to charity? Is that right? I donate my full Twitch income to charity. Full Twitch income. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. That's really amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, what, what charities does it go to? One charity or several? Uh, it started out going to a different charity every month, um, but then I really fell in love with the Trevor Project. Um, mm-hmm. Being a member of the Alphabet Mafia myself, yeah, uh, they do a lot of really important work uh, supporting the community, especially the youth com- in the community. So yes. I really wanted to make sure that um, my money was going there, and because the resources that they have now um i wish i would have had those yeah 30 yeah. years yeah. ago uh so yeah so it's it, it's one of those things where i didn't i didn't have it so i want to make sure other people's people do and yeah. um yeah everything goes there uh everything gets posted to my discord every time i receive a payout and then i go make the donation i post the receipts there so there's it's it's fully transparent um and i never i never i'm very blessed that people decide to just leave their subscriptions on month after month yeah. and i still get yeah. to do this um but I, it's not something that i've ever sought out to get people to to sub to my channel because no go go buy yourself a latte like go get your nails done <laughs> yeah, like do something so. for you yeah. don't give your money yeah. to me because i'm sitting here playing a game that i'd be sitting here playing anyways without yeah that yeah. 4.99 exactly yeah don't, don't, this is the thing and, and maybe you're the same as us but yeah we're, it's when we're streaming and, and doing mm-hmm. stuff and playing games it's stuff that we'd be doing anyway yeah. you know yeah. and if, if, if people want to come and hang out and uh get some value from it then that's great you know but yeah yeah pe- people take, don't people i'll take don't my money from uh though. corporations i don't need it from my viewers <laughs> no exactly exactly <laughs> exactly so what one of the other things that uh you really kind of well it probably blew up for you was your tiktok right your yeah. Uh, what? When did you start? When did you start playing on TikTok? Um, TikTok was it was during the pandemic, um, and it was it was when Amazon was getting a whole lot of my money because I couldn't go to the stores. Yeah. But I was sitting there playing these games every day, and I think the first one was um, I think the first one was for the game that Robin and I were in, where yeah. I was playing a an elf, and I was saw this wig, and I was like, "That's Delilah. Oh. I'm gonna get that, and I'm gonna make her wig." And I'll wear it for games. So it started out with just me um, wanting to basically wear the hair of my characters nice. during games. Because I was also, at that point, I was kind of struggling to remember who I was on what day. 
<laughs> I remember you said that before. You were like, oh, I need to put a wig on so I know who I'm actually going to play today. Otherwise, I'll end up dipping into the wrong character. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was a struggle for a while. Um, I hadn't I hadn't flexed that improv uh acting muscle that hard in, in a very long time. So it started out with the wig. And then I started getting these recommendations for more like fantasy style outfits and stuff. Yeah. So um, I just sat there in a wig and a shirt for the longest time. Then I started doing my makeup. Then I ordered a set of ears. And then I ordered a blouse and a and a like a corset style top. Um, and now I for I have for nearly every single character I play, I have a head to toe outfit. Oh um, wow! That I cosplay them in <laughs> and. Uh, the TikTok kind of just started blowing up by accident because as I built up these characters is when TikTok was first really hitting yeah, and yeah, people were yeah. doing all of these funny lip syncs. And I was like, oh my gosh, how fun would that be to do <laughs> as a it character? Was Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. And, and it was, it's that. Delilah. Delilah is yeah. still, I get people, I don't play her as much anymore. I only pull her out for one shot. So I'll maybe like every like four, four or five months pull her costume out yeah. because I'm in a one shot, but uh, I still have people asking like, hey, is Delilah coming back? <laughs> when's, when's Delilah <laughs> how's, coming how's back? How's Delilah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I, I still, uh, like my my longtime followers, um, they, they recognize her and every single time I pull her out, there's like this big massive influx of people that wow. are just like, oh, this this character's funny because she's, she's, a, she's a hoot and a half. Um, yeah. She yeah. certainly is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's just another layer on that creative process mm-hmm. of the of the TTRPG character is the yeah, yeah obviously the the performance side of it on on TikTok, but also the cosplay. So the cosplay it was mm-hmm. was for the games. Then it wasn't yeah. for specifically for oh, I'm going. Yeah, to... it was just for fun. Yeah, that's yeah. and and you start. So have you were you into cosplay before D and D streaming? I had always wanted to do it, but I never saw. A reason to create things that already existed like it it, turning yourself into a character and being screen accurate is its own art form and i think it's beautiful but it just it didn't spark any joy in me it didn't say oh i need to go do that um even though i i have done it with a couple characters from major media I've, i've gone and done that for halloween and stuff but it's not something that i'm just like oh i'm i'm really identifying with this character um and there's just something that was really magical when i started doing it for my D characters because that's your baby that's yeah that's something that yeah yeah was are. born in your head in your own imagination yeah and now so, you're creating them i guess that's why yeah. pe- I mean, people love getting art done of their characters mm-hmm. as well that's yeah. it's a very yeah. um yeah it's a very a very personal thing because a lot of people can look at a piece of art of a D uh crew and go oh that's a nice piece of art but they have no idea who they mm-hmm. are <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's more special to the people that get the the, the work done because it's... they've seen that come to life yeah it's incredibly special and like there's and and now i'm at the point where like every once in a while someone joins my discord server and be like hey so i drew some of your characters like can you like mm-hmm. is that okay if i post them here like i I made some fan like I, even my friends like have made fan art of my characters at this point when they really like them. So it's that takes it that takes it from like the joy of cosplaying and ordering art to like a whole new level. And yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> like I it blew my mind the first time it happened, and it blows my mind every single time someone does that for me. 
Um, I actually, I actually have, I don't have any in here. I don't think, oh yeah, I do. I can show you guys uh, for listeners at home. I'm currently showing a, a photo that of fan art that someone made of my entire. Oh, it's Rosta. Oh, 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 yes. I remember this. It is beautiful. That's, that's a whole Rosta. That's, I just that's love amazing. that you're in the middle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, this, was, this was made by one of my wonderful followers. Uh, and I absolutely adore it. And it's, it's a piece that's, I have a second copy because this one didn't print right. Um, but I have a copy of it on my fridge as well because I was like, "That's that's fridge level artwork." Like that's the oh yeah, <laughs> this yeah. makes the fridge. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and I just I've gotten I've been so lucky to be gifted stuff like that by people that they they never said anything to me ever again. And, well, not not that person. That person is pretty cool there in my server still. But like they'll just like drop it and be like, "Hey, I made this for you." Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> It's, stay. yeah it's but it's it's um yeah it's special isn't it when you mm -hmm. think that someone has has you know spent their own has enjoyed you know consuming your content and then gone off yeah. and uh used their talent and enjoyed drawing artwork of something that yeah. you put out there you know and you've it's... kind of you you've given them value and then they've compounded that and then they've given it back to you it's quite a yeah, magical it's... thing it's so strange to like, I don't, I don't know how actors and actresses do it because it's so strange to have someone tell you that you're their comfort character. And I'm just like, I'm a goober with an iPhone, but yeah, <laughs> thank I'm just, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's... some of my characters are in other people's D and D games. Apparently I have had DMS reach out and be like, Hey, Lowry moon is super cool. Um, she inspired this character in my campaign. And I'm just like, that's, yeah no that yeah that's, that's amazing <laughs> that, yeah no that 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 is the goal that is the goal because yeah don't get me wrong i've definitely i've definitely been in campaigns where you know someone's playing a character i'm like i recognize mm. that character from such and such a stream <laughs> which is it's it's great it's great but uh that's the good thing about like D, &D even though people have all these different worlds it's uh and they have their own storylines and they have their own characters you, you feel like you're all playing one game that's mm -hmm. you know even though you, yeah. you don't have to have things like beholders in your game right yeah. but if every if because we fight against beholders we'll be like oh yeah have you fought a beholder we're playing the same game because it's a completely make-believe game so to when people create these characters that are you know character basically character archetypes you know i'm going to be playing the the, the grog from critical role just the big mm -hmm. goliath barbarian that's going to act the same way um I think it's just it's incredible. Absolutely. So the 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 wigs, right? The 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 wigs is where it started with the cosplay, right? Yep. That's yeah. that's where it started. Because your your wig game is is getting to like god <laughs> god tier, <laughs> you know. You know, it's I do all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To to the point where uh, I come on, Delilah's wig is like the Delilah's wig has gotten better. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Was every single time you say that and you're like, oh, I've updated it now. And I'm like, mm -hmm. it was already perfect. Oh wow. It's like even Yeah, Delilah's even more wig is actually Delilah's wig is um actually two wigs now. Yeah. Cause the first wig, the first wig got after you wear a synthetic wig for like two years, like week in, week out, um, it gets a little ratty. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, the first one got retired, so now she has a new base wig, but I turned the old wig into the bun that's on top of her head. Yeah. So she's got a lot of hair now. Yeah. How did you attach? Because I remember talking, you were talking about before about trying to attach this bun onto her. How did you end up doing it in the end? Um, so there's actually a video of how I ended up creating the final wig. But basically what I did is I took the tracks off of the old wig that were all matted anyways. Um, and I sewed the tracks into like a, a like a little puck of tracks. Like it, it looks like this little disc of tracks because they're all just yeah. sewn around and around and around and around. Yes. Um, and I attached a hair clip to that. One of the flat bendy plastic wig clips. I don't know. I, I went to beauty school. I don't know what the technical term for it is. It's a bendy plasticky thingy. <laughs> plastic thing, yeah. Like a hair uh, clip. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a I take like a tiny section and make a ponytail at the very top. And then the hair that's anchored before the band is where I clip it in. And then I just wrap the hair around until it's in a bun and Bobby pin it in place. Um, so it's much more travel friendly now, which yeah. I like. <laughs> so it's, so it's handy that if you went to, if you went to school for that type of thing, it's, it's, mm -hmm. that's the kind of, you're using your strength for, uh, becoming these becoming these characters like transform yourself into your characters yeah um, totally yeah which which is 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 funny how the the hobby can have like the ttrpg hobby can have so many of these avenues that people lean into you know you have mm -hmm. people that are super into it and they have a knack for uh, creative writing and they're like oh i'm going to mm -hmm. create a you know i'm going to be into world building i'm going to make campaigns and people who are into game mechanics and they're like oh i'm gonna make homebrew rules you've got people who yeah are into things like content creation and cosplay and and comedy and and there's all these branches off just this one hobby P painting miniatures you know mm -hmm. um so painting it, it, minis is amazing yeah I, I don't know how people do it if you're a mini painter you are i am your biggest fan you are so cool <laughs> and everyone to know that I, I tell you what i well we discussed this the other day robin didn't that like i yeah. <laughs> i do actually have a little bit of a knack for doing it i really yeah a little bit I, of a knack that's yeah, underselling I, it um by a lot so i don't i basically <laughs> I, I barely do it and then i will because like i'll paint all our props and all that like if it's for laugh or cosplay and i'll paint our minis and mm -hmm. um like I barely ever do it. I'll pick like one mini in like a year, and people will be like, "Oh, that's, that's like that's incredible." I'm just Picked. like, "Yeah, it's just," you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like giving people. I'm like giving people tips, and I'm just like, I don't know how to do this, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you just obviously it's like, well, that's that's a darker shade. I'm like, you need to start with dark to light. I've never like never been taught that. I just I just mm -hmm. have a a knack for doing it. And I said to Robin, I was like, I should really. That's probably really something I should start doing more, <laughs> more. Of. Yeah. Yeah, some of my favorite streams to watch are mini painters. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand how they take it from a little lump of plastic into something that is just absolutely gorgeous and in intricately detailed. I I cannot do that, yeah. but I will gladly sit and watch for a few hours. Yeah, well, yeah, I've I've, I've thought about I thought about doing like streaming that that type mm -hmm. of that type of stuff it's usually just a uh, laziness thing for me it's usually like oh, i've got to go get the paints out it's go a lot of work yeah it's a lot yeah. of when you have to change your streaming setup i don't know if folks know this but it by the time you're done changing the setup you don't want to stream anymore 
yeah, yeah. So that, that's enough work for today. <laughs> yep. That is the yeah. trap you get into, isn't it? Because you're like, oh, we could really do with upgrading this or mm -hmm. upgrading that. I want to start doing that. But you, it's just so much easier just to sit down, turn everything on and just yeah. you know, stream the game that you usually stream, you know, mm -hmm. and not change it up. Yeah, we did uh we did two Lego streams where Jake and I were both sitting here oh, at my desk awesome. yeah. on camera and I had two camera angles, but it took about an hour and a half of setup for me to get the get everything set up so that we could comfortably fit in this room together. Yeah. And then be on mic and like all of my like settings in the computer have to change because this has to go from being a dynamic mic that's just picking up me to being able to pick up two people. Yes. And it's still not the best experience. But yeah, yes. I, I, after the doing the first one, the second time around, I had to set it all up the night before because there was no way that I was going to do anything after setup, after experiencing it once. Yeah, because we've talked, because like we live in the same house, but we stream, we stream mm -hmm. in different rooms. And yeah, so do we. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, <laughs> but it was always my plan to be like, oh, we'll mm -hmm. do an in-person game because we live in the same house. But every time I think about it, I'm like, well, we're going to have to get a table that, and then we're going to have to take both pcs probably mm -hmm. into the same room and because i, I stream basically you know was watch our uh, this is mostly our living space as well in here so i was like if we have both of us in here mm -hmm. then, <laughs> then we're gonna have to have like a whole setup and we we'll live around it because and you have to make sure the room's clean yeah well because suddenly yeah. you have a wider angle so everything yeah. behind you yeah has to be wiped down yep organized put away because that's your backdrop yeah so it's it, hey you know yeah. it's just like some content creators most of us content creators are at a stage in our careers where we don't have studios you know and that's yeah. obviously the that would obviously be the dream is just mm -hmm. to have it and then leave it <laughs> go home and then go to the studio where it's all set up you can just leave it go have have your have your food we'll all get there back. one day yes yeah oh i'm i'm we... I'm, I'm confident i'm confident you <laughs> are we as set up square we've got everything like perfect from one side but mm -hmm. the other side is just all wires everywhere and you're just like hoping that the dog doesn't decide to go under the desk and just take all the wires with them. why do you have to talk about what my room is like off camera <laughs> that was a really rude call out next time yeah. just you know just name my room being the, what you're talking about <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like it's a total flex when people <laughs> people take a photo of their stream setups and they mm -hmm. and they take a photo of everything behind their monitor and I'm like that's that's the setup a does flex. not look like that day to day. I I refuse to believe it. No, the pristine no my my setup looks pristine once and that's when I take a photo of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's it, that's I mean the, the, this is the thing when you uh yeah, how how do you find it because it's becoming uh more of a more of a job for you now and yeah. having to think about making content when it comes to your actual hobby um do you ever feel any any kind of burnout anything like that especially if you're playing a lot of games oh, yeah. and then everything is content with the games yeah there um there was a period of time where um i didn't really have any vacation time set aside for myself uh and i was very much in the mindset of i have to put out weekly i have to put out three times a day on TikTok, three times a day on instagram i have to upload a video weekly i have to do a, i have to do a constant stream schedule but what i've what i ended up learning is when i did feel burnout i was 
honest with my followers across all platforms. Yeah. And they all said, go take a vacation, yeah. you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I did. And, and after that, when I came back, I was very honest about like, I know y'all have been used to seeing me like nearly every single day on some platform or another, but it's not going to be that way anymore because that's not sustainable for me. That's not how my brain works. And I do this all by myself. I do all the editing by myself. I do all the photographs, all of the TikToks like this. It's just me. Yeah. So it's, it's I do as much as I can in a day. And that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's daunting. And that's the thing mm -hmm. you do. You start and you start out uh, doing stuff yourself. Cause we've talked to people that yeah, stream D and D mm -hmm. and um they're like oh yeah we have a sound technician we have a yeah. we have we have a cat we have cat we have a camera technician uh we have mm -hmm. uh we have we have a manager i'm like what <laughs> just like, yeah. just like we just we just do it all ourselves you know it's yeah a lot. it's it's a it's a lot and i don't think people realize especially when it comes to streaming actual plays i don't think people realize how much cost is actually in it yes. to put off something with some production value yes yeah um because and and i don't mind i don't mind talking about my financials i for me to put on an actual play with four players and a dm and everybody being okay with all of the money that comes in going to charity yeah it's still running me about 400 to 600 dollars in art assets to yeah. put that production on plus yeah. and that doesn't include the cost of everything that's going into running the game, like our, our Zoom costs, our closed captioning costs, yeah, um, or any of my time as a producer. Yeah, yeah I ultimately spend... your time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah um, your, your wage. Uh, Ellie Collins actually put out a really great tweet a little a little while back. Uh, she's the storyteller on um, uh, Atlanta by Night, ATL by okay. Night. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, pretty big production. They have, yeah. they're in Atlanta, they are in Atlanta. Uh, they have a studio. Um, and even with getting their studio costs at a discount, because I believe in the thread that she says that it came, the studio is technically owned by friends, mm. um, but you still have to pay your friends. Yes. Uh, I think, I think the production cost for that is, she quoted it at around 30,000 out of pocket for the, all of the years that they've yeah. been doing it. Yeah. Um. And what does come in goes right back into production because. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people are kind of, you know, ch chasing, especially the actual players, yeah. obviously chasing that, chasing the dragon that's well ahead. You know, like mm -hmm. crit crit roll and all that. They're just uh, uh so and it's all catch up because a lot of it is just mm -hmm. the timing of things. You know how you you know you said you got onto TikTok when, you know, and you caught mm -hmm. that wave as it was as it was coming in, and then you get a load of content creators that are just a, just a few steps behind that, yeah. are that are trying to catch up and it's tough for them, mm -hmm. you know, because yeah. then, then, you know, the market becomes just flooded, you know, and the people on the leading edge, you know, and you've got to work. People don't understand. You have to work hard. Like, like I know yeah. you do, you know, I, I, I see your TikToks and I'm like, I that's how TikTok works. You've got to be on for anyone. Yeah, for anyone who wants to get into content creation and and do all of the social medias and the and YouTube and Twitch, I work a sixty hour work week. Yeah, every single week. Yeah, and if uh, I take vacation time, I'm not getting paid. No, <laughs> no, 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 exactly. No, I'm I'm constantly yeah. like, uh, you know, 
uh to Robin I'm like I'm like still got Sarah Sarah's working Sarah's working hard you know but that's what you've got to do to to be on the edge because people just see mm-hmm. a, a 30 second TikTok video and they're like oh yeah cool, funny TikTok video and you're just like yeah, yeah like the, the way t- people literally have teams marketing teams creating mm-hmm. you know 10 to 20 TikToks a day for their brand you know just yeah. paying someone just to do TikTok yeah um, people that that's there is a job called social media manager and yeah. it's people yeah. it's people's jobs to post for someone else on their own accounts yeah um which occasionally i have had to employ a friend as a social media manager when i mentally couldn't handle it and that was yeah. right before i took my first break where i was yeah. on the verge of a breakdown trying to keep all of this up by myself yeah i, I that... remember you saying at this time and yeah. i remember you you like um mm-hmm. It, it, it seems I'm sure it seems obvious now looking back but I do remember you being like oh should I take a break and I was like yeah yes <laughs> and, and you were worried about taking a break from this yeah. and it was just like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it was it, it was it was rough but I and I mean it's I really wish the more that TTRPGs as actual plays grow as a medium um because it's this industry is still in its infancy yes a lot of us who have been playing the game for a while we're really desensitized to actual plays and ttrpgs and a new one coming out this year like our industry is really it's still very very niche there's still it 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 seems bigger because of things like uh stranger things yeah yes but for the most part like this is this is a whole new avenue and we are all paving the way yeah so yeah because it's it's relative isn't it because it's grown as we've been Mm -hmm. in it so it feels like you're going oh there's so much of it now it's 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 mainstream it's not mainstream yet it's it's think about 10 years ago did you know what twitch was did you know that twitch would be a thing no how old is twitch isn't it only like five years old or something yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, and that's the thing. But by that's the time, scary. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean by people being just a few steps behind. Because as soon as mm-hmm. people realize, oh, TikTok is this thing, it's it's going to be moving on to the the next thing, you know, yeah. and then the next. Yeah, thing. that's that's um, the one thing about content creation is that there's always a next thing that's coming yeah, up, and you have yeah, to be yeah. ready to hit the ground running. But yeah, yeah I I really want to see as this industry grows, I really want to see more content creators in this space creating content around what it actually takes to join this space yes because it's a lot and people don't realize it no no it's yeah it's uh, and i I think you know it it can only i think it can only get it can only get better because we were Mm -hmm. talking to someone at the weekend actually who who is um a big part of like ttrpg content creation um and they've been doing it a while and they've said like we, we see like waves coming in like you said you mentioned stranger things like the new mm-hmm. series of stranger things that was very heavily like it, you know that's really going to influence kids at school because it was yeah. featured at D club you know at school and you see the spikes in the in the content consumption with mm-hmm. that and then with the you know like the D D film uh trailer coming out and there was a big spike again that's and gonna it be just, massive yeah and it will just especially it just if it does well coming. yeah and it's um it, it's quite funny being in uh like us doing the larping as well because there's there's obviously a big crossover between mm-hmm. ttrpgs lot both role-playing games um yeah we, the, there seems to be the, the wave kind of just goes over into those types of things like cosplay D, mm-hmm. all this pop culture stuff it all just goes oh it's it's more acceptable now for me you know my kids are into it 
and then the, the, those kids become adults and then, and then they bring mm-hmm. their yeah. kids up into it and it's just more accepted um and it becomes less and less niche you know yeah. um which is great if you're a content creator because it just means more uh you've just got more reach um, absolutely yeah which is which, which is an awesome thing 100 percent um so yeah we're, we're have you ever have you ever considered getting into larp sarah i really want to but with the pandemic i can't <laughs> um yeah I, I have chronic lung issues so yeah, yeah. it's it's careful. very very risky for me um yeah, yeah. i i am a caregiver for an elderly woman in my family so there's a trans transmission risk um yeah. my father-in-law is immune compromised as well yeah you so, gotta be careful yeah un- unfortunately until we figure out whatever's going on with this virus i'm i'm essentially just i'm still living the quarantine life yeah. i don't yeah. think a lot yeah. of people realize it yeah. um but i'm one of those people that still this little room is my is my whole world uh yeah. so yeah yeah well which which is great that you can play so much D mm-hmm. online uh because yeah. yeah you 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 do have a few people that like to uh yeah like gatekeep D into this like oh yeah you know you you want to play in person that's the only way to play D and oh you know i've, I've been playing D in person you know it's not, mm-hmm. the, it's not the same it's like i don't know I'll, I'll be honest i like i like both <laughs> to be honest i like being able to do both um i've spoken to people that have only played online i've spoken to people that only played in person um and i think people who've only played in person that go oh yeah what's it no i don't know if i could play online it's not really what i do and i'm just like i think you're missing out because yeah you know hey we get to meet people like you you know <laughs> right <laughs> but, it's yeah the great thing about D D online which in person is great i did get to dm and play in my first game in person when i was on vacation um because oh, all awesome. of, it was just it was just me and my friends <laughs> And we were st- we were we basically went to Florida to yeah. quarantine together for a couple weeks. Nice. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I I love both. Uh, I really did enjoy playing in person. Yeah. Um, I personally was much less distracted in person. Yeah. But if I didn't play online, I wouldn't know you two. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. Exactly. I wouldn't know pretty much any of the people who have become my closest friends. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I think. It can be scary for sure, but with a little bit of vetting, um, you can have a whole lot of fun oh, getting yeah. involved in online communities. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some you know, like any community, there's people you want to avoid, but it it widens yeah. the net, and that's I think that's a difficult thing for people who are wanting to get into the hobby, and yeah, that they don't quite realize that there are avenues you can go down to mm-hmm. make sure that you find the game that's right for you because some people will yeah. try it and they either quit because they've had a terrible experience or they just put up with the shit experience yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and they just they let it continue you know um and they think oh this just this is just dnd and you're like it doesn't have to be it doesn't yeah. have to be dnd <laughs> <laughs> you know um i, I think it's, it's the same in like uh we've noticed with like laughing i mean the good thing about mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. LARPing is like the antithesis of, um, you know, a, a lockdown because it's lots of people mm-hmm. in cl- in close contact. I think that's why it's had this big boom. And like, what well, we, you know, as we got into it as well, is because yeah. everyone was just craving that because everyone had been locked in for so long. Everyone was craving that. Oh, let's go out to it because it's pretty much a festival. Um, yeah. But the, the the community is is so large that you can actually branch out and go. Okay, I'm going to find the people that I actually want to spend time with. 
Um, yeah, exactly. Which is the good thing. Totally. With, it's a good thing with online as well. Uh, also, yeah, a little bit easier because if you have a close, you know, if you have a friend group that you meet in person, uh, and then I think it, I, I can imagine it being more awkward to say to that group, this isn't working out for me. <laughs> and then walking away and like, hmm, yeah, no, I have to I, search around town for another group. I've, I've walked away from a lot of tables at this point in my, in my few years that I've been doing this. Uh, it's, it's always an awkward conversation, but the people who care about you will understand. There was just a question um, over in my friend's Discord server. Someone was talking about how they're at a six person table and they realized when a couple players were sick and they played with a smaller group, they weren't really getting it. They were like, oh, this game isn't for me. But when it was a smaller group, they really, really enjoyed it. And so uh, now they're, oh. and so they were asking for advice on like, I want to leave this table, but I don't know if I should just stick it through and like tell the DM later. And the vice is almost always unanimously DMs want to know when you're not having fun. If a table is not yeah. for you, that's okay. There will be other tables. There might be a game that they're getting ready to run on another day that just needs one to, that just needs a fourth player yeah. and then they're ready to go. So yeah, it can be it can be really awkward, but um normalizing feedback after sessions, which is something I've done um on my own channel after learning how to do it well. Yeah. So um, tell us a bit more about that because yeah, my first experience with, with this was when I played in one of your games. Mm -hmm. So so oh, really? yeah, yeah. So yeah, talk yeah. us through okay. what you you do after your games. Okay. So um basically we do after every session, we do a bit of aftercare. Uh and um I know we most often hear that in, in regards to like the kink community. Yeah. But it's it's also important. Uh, Robin's laughing at me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's the first actually... thing comes to my mind, and I'm just like, I'm not going to say it. Oh, she said it. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, said, she, she said kink. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry, you're not a podcast. It's fine. That it's fine. kind of, we, that we kind of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's actually a communication technique, and it's something that is rooted in therapy techniques for couples, um, and has absolutely nothing to do with the kink community mm -hmm. um i've actually discussed what i do on my channel with my therapist um and he confirmed like yeah this is these are all techniques that i went to college to learn <laughs> yeah so um basically what it is what we do after each game is um first we all break to use the restroom get some water grab a snack and then we come back for probably between 15 and 30 minutes depending on what the table needs that day and then we go around and we do what's called our stars and wishes and stars are what you enjoyed about the day. You can have just a general session star. You could have a star for every single person. You could have a star for the group and for like one person. It's fine. It's whatever you want, no pressure. Um, but you do need to think of something that you did enjoy. Because if you're sitting there for three hours and there's absolutely nothing you enjoy, that's that's a, that's a flag that something's not Problem. right with the table. Yeah. Um, and then... Everyone goes around and does that. And afterwards, um, the next thing that comes is wishes. wishes. And uh, you can either say it right after your star or you, everyone can do their stars and then everyone can do their wishes, however you want to run it. It's your table, do what you want. Yeah. Um, but everyone gives a wish as well. And it's something that they would like to see in future games. And so it's a, it's a, norm, it's a normalization of feedback because a lot of people aren't raised with good um communication skills and 
and that's not a dig at anyone like we're all different but a lot of people don't learn good communication skills and a lot of people don't learn how to give feedback yeah so (laughs) yeah so what's the one thing as a dm you always want to know is how am i doing what do my players want to see yeah so um you you normalize you just normalize it and trust builds at the table initially it's really surface level um, but as everyone gets more comfortable with one another, the conversations always end up, in my experience, getting deeper and deeper the more yeah. time goes on with stars and wishes in a table to the point where um, you do get comfortable saying immediately after a game to the group, hey, there was this one interaction, it made me really uncomfortable. Could we adjust lines or boundaries or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, and, and sometimes you know exactly what bothered you. Sometimes you have no idea what bothered you about that situation. You need time to think yeah. about it. But it gives an actionable tool that the table can use to make sure everyone's having, being safe and having fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure someone listening probably had the knee-jerk reaction as soon as I said have, being safe. Um, it's not, again, it's not a, it's not a kink thing. Um, <laughs> <safety. Yeah. laughs> For someone, my, favorite exa- my favorite example of using this is... Um, someone uh realizing that they're struggling with hunger feelings during games Mm -hmm. so we're all playing online now for the most part people are playing across time zones at weird times your food schedule is getting disrupted you might realize that oh i need to set a line about food descriptions in game because two hours in we went to a feast we still have an hour of game time left but now all i can think about is what i'm gonna go eat and it's taking me out of the game and taking me out of my fun yeah so I'm that, that could with be a wish. every time we yeah. go to a time. <laughs> right so it's um so it, it's it's one of those things that it just it kind of normalizes asking for that because a lot of people will yeah. not ask for that and just be miserable because they don't want to make the friend who's dming the game or anyone at the table uncomfortable upset they don't want to step on any toes and let me tell you if you got good friends they're not going to care they'll they'll make the adjustment yeah um yeah. and it, it's it's just one of those things that it's been such a joy and it's not a time to demand anything when you're giving your wishes yeah. um it could be it could also be something as simple as hey robin you and i had a conversation but i want to circle back to that because i had some more thoughts and yeah. i'd like for our characters to discuss it so can we make can we make like 10 minutes in the next session to circle back to that yeah um, exactly yeah, so it could be it could be a whole lot of things, um, but it, it's a really great way to get people comfortable with asking for what they need and helping them identify what they need because they yeah, might not yeah. they might not know what they need. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I can imagine because I've imagined since like since experiencing that, and because Robin and I do it with each other, um, it's, yeah. it's it's a little bit. We tend to sometimes we draw. Sometimes we forget to do it because we literally live with live with each other, and it's usually just like, "All right, go get dinner, go walk the dog," and then like, "Oh, actually, yeah. yeah, we should we should probably do stars and wishes." But I had been thinking about, oh, you know, how how would it go with a brand new, um, a brand new table of people, mm-hmm. if, especially if some have been playing before. I can imagine it at first being very like, "Oh, I I don't know," but the important thing is that it, like you say, it normalizes that. Yeah feedback given and it's not pros and cons it's stars and wishes mm-hmm. so it's not oh what did you not like it's what would you like to see more of you yeah. know what yeah, would, yeah it's it's not anything that's made to make people feel uncomfortable it's not a time to call out like bad behavior yeah um, although you can take that time to say like hey this interaction made me feel uncomfortable yeah. in some way but it's, it's not a time to finger point 
like that yeah. meme with the lady and the cat. Like it, yeah. it's not that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it just it it normalizes feedback. Yeah, and, and if, I've never I've had some people say um, that they were scared it was going to be a time for call out. I I have that at a table I recently joined. Yeah. And so I just took extra time to explain, no, that's not what it's for. Like, yeah. here's what we do during this time. And we're on session three with that table. Yeah. And we're already getting better feedback and getting more comfortable talking to one another. And it even, it, honestly, it even makes the role play better. Cause then, you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know what people are looking for and, and you get more comfortable with that as well. Yeah. But, okay. um, it's like yeah, positive I mean, reinforcement, isn't it? Yeah. You just like, you know, so even if someone, they don't think much about, oh, I'm going to have, if it's a low roleplay table, oh, I'm going to mm -hmm. roleplay with this character and this character roleplays with your character. And you're like, no, mm -hmm. I actually like that. They maybe didn't think, oh, you know, I'm going to do this because the other person likes doing it. Yeah. I'm just going to give this a try. If at the end they're like, hey, I really liked us like talking by the campfire for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. They then go, oh, they did like it. So, you, you know, they don't go away from the table being like, Oh, I think I maybe talk too much. I think I maybe like everyone yeah. was bored at the table exactly. when I was speaking. <laughs> they mm -hmm. you don't know, you know. That's yeah, that's that's something I struggle with a lot because when I'm when I'm hosting actual plays, I'm playing in all the games that are on my channel. And it's my channel. There's a lot of people coming there to see me. Um, and there's a lot of people that come there because they want to see me for the first time from other avenues. And so it's it's one of those things where I have a lot of conversations, especially with the Nexus Adventures table, because Lucy's been on TikTok and Instagram the longest. Yeah. Um, and people do come to see her because Doing they get thing. curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that I'm always very conscientious of when we get into like heavy role play and stuff. And there was one part where we were heading down a story arc that was very focused on her. And I didn't want to have I didn't want to get like I didn't want them to think that I had like main character syndrome yeah. or anything like that. Cause a lot of players who have been playing for a long time, you've, you've been at the tables where someone develops main character syndrome yeah. and yeah. they hog, they hog the time. Like it's, <laughs> it's a common occurrence. That's why we have a name for it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> and, but safety tools or calibration tools, as I like to call them, um, with normalizing feedback at the end of the session, like I'm able to do check-ins and I'm, I have a lot of trust with this table and if they want to see something they'll tell me if they want me yeah. to back off they'll tell me yeah but during that particular one they were like no we want Lucy front and center this yeah. is we want to experience her going through this we want to support this story we we want to know what happens in her story and I think they wanted to know more than I did <laughs> yeah yeah I mean um, like yeah. things with trust I mean mm -hmm. It's, it's a weird one really because I mean you, you you have like groups of friends and things and you trust them a lot but mm -hmm. I think some people kind of see trust as a, a thing you either trust someone or you don't but really you can trust as something that can become deeper and um mm -hmm. has different levels to it and if you're doing absolutely stars and stripes it, it it creates this sort of thing within game as well where you're able to notice when someone is uncomfortable in the game mm -hmm in the middle of a role play because you've been working on this you've gotten to know them so well and you've taken the time to develop this game mm -hmm. around what people are and are not comfortable with and absolutely it's a shame that so many people are not so keen on it but yeah 
you yeah, know, like your I, games are the first ones that I experienced stars and, and wishes with as well. And it's, yeah, it's an amazing system. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I, it's not, it's not my system. I learned it from another channel who learned it from another channel who learned it from another channel. I don't know where it originated. So if anyone does know that's listening to this, if you want to at me on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. I would love to know so I can thank that person because it's, yes. it's, I cannot sing the praises of the, the calibration tools that I've learned enough because I've, I've had people who are industry professionals that have been in this scene far longer than I have coming to my channel and asking to like run games on my channel saying you run one of the most comfortable and professional spaces that I've ever been in. And I'm like, you do. And I'm just like, are you, it's yeah. Like I know where these people have played on the internet and I'm just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. What's everyone else doing then? I, I do want to pick up on that. I, I do like that term calibration as well because mm -hmm. it's it's a slow. So you, you're because you're that's what you're doing. You're you're tweaking things. So mm -hmm. first session comes along, it's like oh, it's combat heavy, and you go oh, and your players go half. Your players go oh, you know, I kind of wish there was a little bit more role play, and then you know the 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 storyteller you know takes that on board, mm -hmm. and then the next time maybe the storyteller is like oh yeah, I kind of you know uh i kind of, i kind of like i really liked it when you guys were focused on the task and you did this and you're constantly tweaking because yeah. the opposite of that is you don't want it you don't want safety tools to safety tools to repair something mm -hmm. you know it's better to see it as a calibration rather than absolutely right, this game has devolved into something mm -hmm. that we all hate and we're, we're not having a good time and that point you're trying to fix something which is very difficult yeah, it's it's easier to um, and we we did we did peek behind the curtain. We did have a little bit of a talk about this because I have been talking about preparing yeah. to release a YouTube video about this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, who knows if that'll come out? I got I'm working on editing it. It might just sit in my drafts for a very long time. <laughs> I don't know if the world's yeah. ready for it. But yeah. um, one of the things that I've noticed and as I've watched more panels and done more research and and read more on it is that there's this knee-jerk reaction when you hear the term safety tools. Yes. Well, I've known Robin and Ollie for years. I'm comfortable with them. Yeah. I've known my Thursday D&D group for years. Uh, we've been playing together for 20 years. Like what what do I need to what do I need to do to feel safer with them? Those are my yeah. best friends. Well, it's not about feeling safe. It's not about um and the other one, the other comment that I get a lot on Instagram is, well, my, my game's SFW. Like, I don't yeah. need to worry about that. It's, it's not about whether it's SFW, NSFW, how long you've known people. It's about yeah. giving people the option to opt in to what you as a DM want to do and what they want to do as players. Because think about going back to talking about the tavern and talking about food. Yeah. What if you don't realize that the person you've been playing with for a while now is struggling with substance abuse yeah. or alcohol abuse? They might not want to be in taverns in game, but it's okay for that to exist in the world still. They just would prefer the party isn't in the tavern every other session doing a drinking game because it, yeah. it's difficult for them. Yeah. Um, and some people and 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 that's totally valid. Yeah. And I can't I can't think of a single person who would say, no, you're going to have to sit through this if you're in my game in that sort of situation. But you just, you don't know unless you give players a way to safely and comfortably 
express those needs to you. And then, you know, yeah, sure, taverns are in the world, but we prefer to just hang out around a campfire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's such a unique and, mm -hmm. and intimate shared experience. Because even, even with, so if we, so when we go, mm -hmm. LARPing, we you know there's loads of people there yes it's role play but there is a company that has organized that and they have a set of guidelines that then obviously mm -hmm. the, the players will add on top of and they go look, i'm not comfortable with this but they always have that you know authority to be mm -hmm. like look this this player is breaking the rules of the game and the event you know when it comes to D, &D it's mm -hmm. like the, the the yes the storyteller is facilitating you know the, the game and they kind of do have a, a a seat of like authority but they're they're as much of a player you know that they're, yeah. they're, they are someone that requires these tools as well so you you're yeah. you're going into this contract with with everybody that mm -hmm. you don't there isn't actually a written rules there. there there's the rules of the game you know whatever you're playing fifth edition D, &D mm -hmm. or whatever there's those rules but there isn't really a rules of conduct that you would do if you went to play any other game yeah it's it's a really unique entertainment medium because all of our other entertainment mediums whether people realize it or not they're opting in to what's to yes. what they want out of those mediums yes. i don't like horror movies so if something is labeled a horror movie I'm not gonna watch it yeah i it and it's and there's different levels within the horror genre of people might like suspense they might like thrillers but they don't want to sit down and watch saw so yeah. it's it's one of those things where we have all of these different avenues to communicate that that's just slapped right on the label of our other entertainment media. So we need to get used to taking those steps to provide that in this one as well. Yeah. And I would go so far as to say is if you're putting out like actual plays and TTRPGs, the DMs need to be communicating to to the producers like yeah. what content are you about to be engaging in because yes, the yes. producer's sitting there listening to it there's an editor they need to know what they're in for and your audience needs to know as well yeah we have a we have a we have a content warning that goes with every single um ttrpg session on my channel not just a blanket statement you can use exclamation point cw for any game that's currently airing yeah, that's great, in yeah. the ttrpg space and my dms and gms and storytellers know you have to give me a list of specific triggers. It's yes. not about surprising me. It's not about, you know, keeping things secret from me because at me as the producer, I need to make sure my audience is opting into this as well. Because yes. we deal, we're dealing with heavier themes in our D&D campaign at this point. And as a table, we've opted into that. Yes. But yeah. a viewer tuning in for the first time, they might need to go back a few um, story arcs to the stuff that isn't quite so dark and and Build check out that it. stuff first before yeah. they check out the darker stuff with us. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing when, when you're when you're especially when you explore mm -hmm. these long storylines and the characters develop so much. It's mm -hmm. I think it's inevitably gonna move away, especially when you know it's adults playing. It's gonna move into those. Mm -hmm. It's going to move into those realms, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, know, I know some tables can just do, you know, two years of fart jokes, but like, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, eventually, yeah. most most of the time, campaigns will develop. You know, mm -hmm. especially if you're role play heavy, they'll they'll yeah. develop into uh, more serious stuff, especially from a storyteller's point of view, because you have to go right. I have to keep these 
players engaged and their characters mm-hmm. engaged. So, you know, the, the way you make a story is you just, you have characters, you add, you throw conflict in there, you know, and yeah. and the conflict, if you're changing the conflict up, yeah, sometimes the the- themes, mm-hmm. a lot of different themes will pop up, you know, and there's only so yeah. many you can throw at people. And sometimes, you know, the content is getting a little too dark for one character, so you consent to the DM kidnapping them. And then you bring in a, a comedic character for <laughs> uh, yes. an entire story arc while your character goes off, has their character development, and then comes back later. Yes. Yeah. You seem to know about that one quite well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy had to... Uh, you, I, I, we had a conversation once for Nexus Adventures um, because it was right after the story arc that focused on Lucy um, because she grew spoilers for anyone who's going to go listen to my campaign okay stop um, now go go listen to all that campaign and then go listen back. to all 100 episodes <laughs> don't do that please don't do that um but uh it, it came to a point where the people that she had been running from from the entire campaign had caught up with the party and had trapped the party and i had to have the conversation with the dm of the party obviously isn't ready for this fight with this particular npc okay he's, he's far too op like i can i can tell that as a player the only thing for lucy to do in that moment that made sense to me was for her to leave with that npc to get them away from the party because there was no other way that we were we were at a huge disadvantage there was no way for us to get out of the literal cages that we were in yeah. So she had to give her party an out. And so I, I consented to my DM, like, yes, you, you can take her away. Um, and we had a conversation after that about how much we wanted to discuss of that time that she's with this organization that she had been running from, what had happened to her, what she was going to be like when we came back. But we that was so dark and so intense that we knew it was a part of her story that had to be a part of her story in order for her to move yeah. forward with the next part. Yeah. But it, there was no way in hell it was going to happen live on stream, and there was no way that I could put myself through that as a player. So she went away for a while, and while the party re- went on the rescue mission, we brought in Poppy, who was then <laughs> this... I love Poppy. <laughs> light, uh, gosh, she is... She is um, an amazing damn fair, let me tell you. But I brought in another, she's this character that I was able to bring in who's from Lucy's backstory, who knew all the information that Lucy knew that the party would need to move forward in going and rescuing Lucy and stopping this person. But I could I could come in when everyone else is being all dark and sad and I could be the comedic relief. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the thing. If, 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 mm-hmm. the, if, the, if the campaign is is being fluid like that and you feel mm-hmm. like you need to bring uh a a new feel to it because that's the thing that the way the yeah. characters behave i mean that's you can the setting is just one aspect isn't it you can be because yeah. you, you yeah. can put some wacky characters as like most marvel films like this yeah. actually like they 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 you've got real uh you know apocalyptic and scary settings mm-hmm. and then you just put a load of com- comedic uh yeah. upbeat characters in them and it instantly makes it PG thirteen, and the perils just is dialed down completely, mm-hmm. you know. And it's yeah. all yay. Um, yeah. But if you put nitty gritty characters in there that are just going through some shit, it becomes a very different experience for everybody, you know. And I think yeah, it's the same it can D&D. it can become a it can become a bit of a, a slog when it's it's dark constantly. 
Yeah. And I mean, it might not be that way for some people, but I know it is for me and it, it was getting that way for the table. So we needed to lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and there have been times when we brought guests on the game where we've said, you get to be the comedy because we're about to go to something a little dark. And so <laughs> we need you to just be, be a little bit goofy. Um, we need you to, um, cheer us up yeah. a little bit at this yeah. point. <laughs> Yeah. Just, you know, crown around, do something, please. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And and we've been very blessed that our guests have been like on to take on that role when they do come in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where and I th I think it's the weirdest thing that there's so many players that think they have to kill their characters off when their character has been going through a lot and they just don't they don't want to deal with that character anymore. Send your character on a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And just so, bring in someone new. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've done that with players before and just been like, look, I think where I've started campaigns, I'm like, look, if at any uh -huh. point you want to change your character, it's totally fine. Like yeah. if at any point it stops being fun playing that character or if you're not like in the class or some loud, you don't feel like you fit into the, the yeah. group dynamic, it's fine. They can just get, go and it, it will be a, a cool little storytelling exercise for me to be like, right, how am I going to bring mm -hmm. this next yeah. person in, which is all, which is always fun. You yeah, know? indoor indoor adventures just did a masterful switch because we did have a character who, um, in our Wild Beyond the Witchlight game, did die, and that player was like, "No, I'm I'm okay with this being the final death." So we we did bring in a new character as we were grieving this person's previous character, and it was it was actually a really beautiful like yeah. merger of of what we were in for because we had this character who was coming in and saying, no, I can see you're going through a lot. Like, I'm just going to be here on the side just to kind of like, I'm going to ask a few questions here and there to figure out what's going on for clarification for me. But we also, in the same session, mixed in having a funeral and grieving this other character. And it was, yeah. it was it's honestly a really beautiful session. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But you don't necessarily have to kill your character off to go. No, if I mean it's you know it's it, endings are a part of stories because mm -hmm. they're a part of life, right? So yeah. uh, that can be a good, a, a, a nice experience for people's characters because that gives them an ending of of sorts, you know. But if people mm -hmm. are just like, oh, I'm fed up with this character, I'm just gonna kill them off, like you say, you don't you don't need to be you don't need just to be doing that. Send them yeah. on vacation. Yeah, have them get married and go on a honeymoon for a, for however long. Have them never come back. It's fine. Just send them off. <laughs> it's 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 funny how you mentioned like bring bringing the the comedy character to offset mm -hmm. the darkness a bit. Because one thing I I won't actually do. I feel uncomfortable with. A few people have said to me. A lot of people. I've heard a lot of people either say to me in person, or I've heard a lot of people online say, "Oh, I really want to play an evil campaign." I have no oh. that. That's something I have no interest in ever doing. Is bit just making someone in like an evil campaign. Just mm -hmm. uh, it's just it's just not for me. Uh, not for me. I, most of my characters are usually um, like Boy Scouts. You know that 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 type. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, my only kind of if I have a dodgy character like a bit shady like davin's probably my shadiest one but i offset him with comedy you know i like yeah yeah he he's you know he's he's just he's so he's he's selfish but he's so selfish that mm -hmm. he's 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 vain and narcissistic and in a characterized way so yeah he might leave you to die but that's because he's just like oh no i don't want to you know get killed by goblins what am i doing here off i go <laughs> You know, it's 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 not even though, you know, he's leaving his friends to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, I, but think, maybe. I think there is a way to do evil campaigns 
But again, you have to have your campaign calibration tools in place because you have to have boundaries with that. Yeah. And you definitely have to have aftercare with that. But I've gotten more comfortable personally with the idea of an evil campaign after playing more Vampire the Masquerade. Yes. Yeah. Because there's no way that you're you're the good guy when you're playing a vampire. No. No. You have to go out and find people to eat them. Like, yeah. There's, oh, yeah. There's I mean, no the, way yeah. around it. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, because don't get me wrong, I've been in many campaigns where we're like, I mean, we literally played in a one shot of the weekend. Mm-hmm. We did a, a short Strad one shot. Um, and we were definitely like murder hobos. We, we, were, we like, were not the baddies in this situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I would be like, if, if I were to go, okay, we're playing an evil campaign where we're playing evil characters, yeah, I would have to know a lot about what what mm-hmm. exactly it was we were playing as in like oh yeah you are vampires and this is your mm-hmm. this you know this is your your goal that you want to achieve but mm-hmm. what i wouldn't want to play is like oh yeah you know you're barbarians and you just want uh, to yeah. cause pain and suffering i'd be like no no not for me <laughs> not for me yeah i mean yeah and it's it, when it comes to evil you also have to remind like remind yourself from time to time that the villains are their own heroes yeah yeah. The villains are the heroes of their story. You're the villain in the heroes or in the in the villain's story. You're yes. the you're the villain. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that you can go about a quote unquote evil campaign. Um, but yeah, that's it, it takes it takes trust. Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of trust. And that, that yeah, that's kind of circling back to the calibration tools. Uh yeah, for, for like for us when because you know, we we had a few games just devolve into breaking down. So it's it's something that mm-hmm. we uh, find very important to do now, and we, uh, well, it's actually Robin that ran a, ran a one shot and used some of the uh, like pregame session zero mm-hmm. safety tools, um, the lines and veil stuff, and she sent it out to a load of friends, people that we'd literally been playing since like 2018, 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person uh, was part of our wedding party. Um, and he filled out the form. We played, bear in mind, we played games with this person for a long time. And uh, yeah, there was something on their list that mm-hmm. me and Ron were like, we had no idea that they were uncomfortable yeah. with that. Yeah. No idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it was also something that turns up pretty regularly in yeah. D&D games, you know, you know, things that would, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if it turned up on, you know, these big streaming D&D things. You know, I think that's half the mm-hmm. problem sometimes people see that they absorb a D game as content and then go oh well if it's on there if it's on game of thrones obviously you know these people love game of thrones yeah. so surely i can bring those themes into the yeah. game that's not always the case of thrones that i skipped and i yeah. still love the show so yeah, yeah it's there's still yeah, things i skip yeah but yeah. there is no, but there is no skip exactly because because mm-hmm. you're not the one. But if if you're the one being, if you're the one interacting with another human being in a role play situation, there's no skip button, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And but yeah, it's it's amazing. You will you will find out things about friends that they're just like, yeah, I don't I don't really want to see this in game, and it's 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 rarely ever a big deal. Um, yeah. but yeah. we are. I won't say we, I'll speak for myself. I am part of a generation that I was told to be nice. Yes. Just, just be nice, (laughs) stick it out. (laughs) And like, and I think there may be quite a few people my age that were also raised that way when they were in grade school. And that, 
gets ingrained when you and so you don't want to say like hey the bullying that my that our party is experiencing by an, an npc that's directed at our party that doesn't feel good like you don't want to say that because from where you're sitting it looks like everyone else is okay with it yeah yeah so you don't want to be the odd one out because then you're spoiling everyone else's fun but if you yeah. but if we just normalize these honest conversations yes because your friends it, your friends adjust yeah because otherwise the conversations come out mm -hmm. later on either between yeah, you know, you, you, mm -hmm. you're sitting at home with your family members who don't who don't play or other players at the table that might be feeling the same way, you, especially when games literally just... Because mm -hmm. I have been in games where, you, you know, you you know at the end, it's just like, all right, well, see you next week. Oh, bye, off I go. And yeah. you're just like, you know, it's just cut off, especially when you're playing online because then everyone's mm -hmm. gone and you'll just sit sat at your computer screen being like, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? Yeah. And then it... Then it, 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 it kind of stews in your mm -hmm. in your mind and then that's what creates a lot of the agony it's not sometimes it's not so much what's happening in the game it's it's the hours afterwards of being like oh, and then you know then they did this and what why mm -hmm. were they doing this to my character and i you know i didn't get to do anything i don't feel like i'm being taken seriously in game and um which might not be the case but mm -hmm. if no one knows the information it's not going to change until it devolves yeah. into i've had those nights yeah. yeah absolutely uh, you say something in character that you as a person that's not your feelings but the character has a different set of feelings than you and so you say something that's a bit snarky or you are a, you're a major asshole in game and yeah. so normalizing just like checking in with yeah. other players um getting giving getting ways to check in in the moment either with like hand signals or yeah. with yeah. like a card system of some sort is, is really important. Um, there have been plenty of times where I've been like, oh my gosh, they must hate me now. And then I'll DM yeah. them like three <laughs> days later and they'll just, and the friend will just be like, oh no, I was eating that up. In fact, can you lean into it a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, cause I have a, I have a character right now, um, Clever Jack, who's in my Numenera campaign on Saturdays. There's another player and I that we have a snarky sibling relationship. Yeah. And some people can't do that. Some people yeah. can't jab at one another repeatedly for three hours and just be snarky little a-holes to each other. <laughs> yeah. But that player and I, we're having fun with it. This is, this is our fun. The dynamic between the characters is fun for us. And yeah. the table and our audience is enjoying it. But we have that relationship together as players because we communicate and clarify and we're comfortable with each other yeah so. yeah no i've i've definitely been on i've, I've been on both sides of that I've, mm -hmm. I've i've definitely um acted a certain way and i thought it was being reciprocated and mm -hmm. then they, they they didn't actually say oh yeah i feel like your character's picking on me it was just you know i kind of found out third hand which is the worst uh which is the worst way to yeah. find out and then yeah. i've had it i've had it flipped as well i've had i've had people kind of you know prodding my character because i'm playing it a certain way and i'm like it's actually it's actually not that fun you know i'm i'm yeah. playing it because i find it fun that my character is maybe a bit naive but mm -hmm. three hours of five people being Trying like oh you. yeah it wasn't all these yeah. character an idiot it's like yeah that's yeah. not that's not fun <laughs> That's yeah, no, it's it's not fun, and it's not fun. Um, it, it's not fun at any time it happens. I had a player that I was playing um, my Shatterkai 
death cleric and she's a sex worker. Mm. And so a lot of her story is a little bit sexier. We were, we were in clubs. We were, um, she was, she was a dancer, um, and an escort. And I had, there was a player at the table who kept making jabs about, well, Oh, Morgan could just like seduce so-and-so. And I had to put a stop to it and say like, I need you to not sexually objectify my character based on her profession. That's yeah. her job. That's how she makes money. <laughs> and it's a and it's legitimate work. You need to stop assuming that my character is just gonna screw everything that we come across. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, yeah. was like, I didn't I didn't know. I'm so sorry. Um, and we moved on and the rest of the campaign was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If if, if people know, so sometimes mm-hmm. people don't yeah, some people don't know that um you know that they're, they're, they're doing it either you mm-hmm. know that's that that's the thing and a lot of the time it is and, and the thing is obviously you play on stream a lot of us that play on stream um you know we're putting ourselves out there and we're choosing to be on camera mm-hmm. um but yeah in for, for the majority of people people aren't streaming you know and yeah. you know like you said earlier about sometimes people you know they don't have you know the best communication skills you know maybe they're not maybe they're very communicators but they've never done role playing is completely out of their comfort zone completely mm-hmm. um so when people are uncomfortable they, yeah they do you know they they do strange things sometimes you yeah. know and they'll, and they'll they'll and they'll say strange things yeah and um, it's and it's okay to get the feedback that what you did is not okay yeah it's not okay to continue doing it after you get that feedback so it, it's it's one of those things where it's just it's a learning process for everyone yeah and yeah. Once you do learn what is okay and what is not, and if you cross a line and apologize and, and make sure not to do it again, like as long as everyone's genuine at the table, life goes on and you have a really great story by the end of it with some people who are probably going to be pretty close friends for a while. Oh yeah. Exactly. And yeah. like, that's a good thing about having the safety, about having like the, the stars and wishes at the end mm-hmm. of things is the fact that you're actually there in person and you're able to have mm-hmm. that conversation instead of three days later to get a message to say oh this wasn't really good what you did here and then you end up kind of stewing on it and being like oh my gosh no I didn't mean that and then I'm gonna have to wait until next week before we're all back on on camera together Mm -hmm. so I can then like chat about it and then you start to it knocks confidence on both sides but also if you like you were saying Oliver about you know ending a game and it just stopping and then you're sitting there stewing over it for a while you're just like oh I'm gonna have to wait a week before I bring Mm -hmm. up how uncomfortable I am but then it's there's not a time there's not an appropriate time you need that that bit at the end of the game and by the time the next game starts you're like in it you're just like I'm not just gonna I'm not gonna it's fine it's not come up again this time so I'm just gonna leave it and then inevitably of course it comes up again because Mm -hmm. it hasn't it hasn't been flagged yeah I'm I'm uh, hopefully yeah hopefully you do come out with a um come out with that youtube video i'd be super <laughs> yeah super interested i think i think people would get a lot of value out of it i, I really do yeah. i think especially with a lot of new people coming into the the hobby constantly there's constantly waves of people coming in like we said earlier um i think people would definitely get value out of that yeah um, it it might come out it it might not it might come out with just the comments turned completely off yeah um we'll see we'll see how i'm feeling and whether or not i'm ready to deal with all the people who are going to call me a woke snowflake well <laughs> ruining that their dungeons on... and dragons game yeah. yeah i mean like that comes on to your self-care as well in that in that situation yeah. i think that comes yeah. down to the content creating is when oh, yeah. 
at what point you know do you need to remember that it's you know your health as well and mm-hmm. something as simple as turning off comments can make a huge difference to oh that. yeah I I have this conversation all the time especially with people who are starting to step into the waters and experiencing heavy trolling for the first time your comment section is your house are you gonna let someone walk into your house and treat you like crap and then let them stay no you're gonna kick their asses out <laughs> so I am I am very liberal with the ban hammer. Yeah. Um, I banned someone for Ollie the other day. I'm sure he told you, Robin. Yeah. He yeah. did, yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't even realize that I was a mod for y'all. Oh, no. Oh, I, yeah. think, I think, yeah, I think, I think we made you a mod, like, when we started. <laughs> you started might have been the first one we made a mod. But yeah, well, I just... <laughs> I don't play. It's it's not my job to I mean obviously like when I'm talking about like calibration tools and stuff and like we're all learning at a table together like yeah that is my time to do a little bit of teaching. But as a content creator, it's not your job to teach people how to treat you. No. You no. you deserve kindness, dignity and respect just like every other human. And if someone can't do that, ban them. No no wait and see. No well, maybe maybe they'll learn if they stick around. Like, no, no, why? Yeah, yeah, why? I mean, that that that's the one thing about yeah. You have a massive reach. You know, you reach and mm-hmm. you can reach everybody in the world on the internet. Almost yeah. everybody. Um, and yeah, there are a lot of uh, not very nice people out there. But there are mm-hmm. also it doesn't matter if you lose that one person. You know, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's you don't want those people around in our our first um, foray into kind of D and D streaming that didn't didn't quite work out um that's one thing i was i pushed quite a lot was look mm-hmm. you know if anyone because you know when we started out there was a few circumstances where people came in said things and i was like we just need to get rid mm-hmm. of them and yeah. uh the, the, the <laughs> person that was trying to be at the helm was like oh no just give me a signature i'm like i don't i don't care no. i don't care if it's some uh-uh. big um corporation i don't care if it's wizards of the coast or whoever's coming in if mm-hmm. they're coming in and uh, abusing being abusive then yeah. They, they need to go <laughs> like it's yeah, not people fair. people have rolled into my ttrp chat chats before and i owe and i ban this I'll, I'll ban them on site when they're like what the fuck am i watching like google's free yeah you don't know what yeah. ttrpgs are in the, you don't know what this category means google's free yeah um because people who come into a chat with that attitude they're almost never there to actually learn what's going on no. and um i I, I just don't have the time for trolls. There are too many people who are wonderful in the world that require my time and attention. And if you're going to come in and troll, sorry, you don't get the funny elf content yeah. anymore. You're going to have to go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. It's good, though, to show your your viewers and your fans and things mm-hmm. that as well, though. It shows they're seeing yeah. how you treat yourself and how you value yeah. yourself. And um, as an extension of that, they're more likely to value themselves a little bit more when when they're facing those situations you know they're the if they're try streaming or try content creation mm-hmm. and they're faced with that they'll be like oh yeah i remember something similar happened you know in the hype goblins chat and she just got rid of them straight away yeah. i'm gonna do that as well it's yeah fine i to do that i would really love to see more creators not engage with their trolls honestly yeah i get i get that it's easy content I get that everyone loves to have that zinger hitting back at the bullies, but people troll and bully out of a place of pain. There's something going on in their life where they are unhappy personally, and there is nothing you can say or do to reach them. And they just need to go on their own life journey and heal themselves. So 
the best thing, honestly, to do for another person who's feeling that way is just to block them, not respond and move on. Yeah. And, yeah. and not make them the punchline of a joke as yeah. well. It's, it, there's, it's definitely a mental bandwidth mm -hmm. issue as well, because it's one thing, you know, standing up to someone, you know, in, in your real world life or someone mm -hmm. that you interact with a lot, you work with, you're friends with, who's a family member. Um, but when you're dealing with, you know, thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of people on the internet, we, yeah. a human being doesn't have the mental bandwidth to deal with all that. You can't, Absolutely you can't not. deal with it. Um, I, there's, there's a combined total. I think I have like 130,000 people following me. I don't have the time to deal with the bullies. No, no, they, no. they don't get to come into my space. Everyone else there who is there is wonderful, kind, a lot of fun. Um, but you're, you're going to have to behave if you're going to come hang out with me. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you're, 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 um, you're branching more out into mm -hmm. YouTube now, right? Yes. Cause you, I noticed you've, you're streaming on YouTube as well and mm -hmm. you're, um, creating you is that something you want to start doing more of like making ttrpg videos yes. tutorials things like that mm -hmm. talking about talking about safety tools and safety um calibration yeah. tools um is that is that one thing that you're going to lean into um for right now yes my current goal is to get out at least one video a month um i, I know they all say you're supposed to do weekly but you know what I, I have a, I have, I have a life that I also like. I, I have a partner. I have uh, family things going on. I can't maintain that schedule until I hire like an editor and a producer to do that. Like yes, the, yes. the back end stuff. If I just was recording and then shipping it off to someone else, I could do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my my goal is to once a month get a video out that's based on the common questions that I get asked. Yeah. And, and that's where this, the inspiration for the safety tools video came from, because people were asking, what are they? And I was giving the same answer over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. So I want to create things that people, when they ask me their common questions, they can go and find the answer because it's already yes. there. And I can just say, oh, I did a YouTube video on that. Go check it out. Yeah. And it's, it's that type of thing. You, you want to do like the evergreen mm -hmm. stuff, right? Because yeah. Yeah, fair enough. You you could kind of think, oh, you know, do I do a how to play mm -hmm. D and D video or do I do a reaction Overdone. video? A reaction video is great if you've got the time to do them, but mm -hmm. a how to play D and D video, people are likely to go come back to that in yeah. five years time and go, oh, this is how you play D and D, or this is how you find a D and D mm -hmm. game, or what is D and D? You know? Yeah, the instructional content that I'm getting ready to do is. How do you set up OBS for a TTRPG? Yes. Yes. How do you, how do you split off audio? How, what tools can you use to get separate audio to produce an actual play podcast over the internet? Yeah. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I want to start doing because it has been exhausting for me to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> figure out how to do it. And yeah. I know, I know you guys, you guys asked me questions when you were starting up your stuff. Yeah. I've, I've had other friends ask me questions when when I change something and it's like oh that's a good idea I should do that too um people people still ask me how to set up google meets for ttrpgs um so it's there's a there's a lack of information video content wise about that sort of stuff that is specific yes. to the niche um and it's it's a, it, it you can piece it together from other sources but yeah. 
from what I've seen, no one has sat down and done a good, clear instructional video on yeah. no. how do you window capture Zoom with an overlay? Yeah. So people, people like to get their information from people mm -hmm. they like. Like, you know, yeah. even if there's a, even if there was, like you said, there isn't really one, but, you know, if, if, if there was a hundred other how to capture, you know, a TTRPG with OBS, mm -hmm. the importance is that they want to hear the hype goblin talk about. Yeah. how the, how you do your obs you know yeah and you know. yeah and in in my opinion like there's a lot of um <clears throat> there's a lot of ap producers and stuff who are will just be like well this is this is i went to school for this so i'm gonna keep i'm not gonna tell you how to do this for free and i'm just like we don't grow we don't push each other if the information isn't out there like really like telling someone how to set up a stream is like they're their product starting out probably isn't going to compete with my product anyway, so I'm yeah. not worried about that. I just want more people to be able to try it and to be able to easily find what they need yeah. so that they have the tools to start doing it. Because the more people that do it, the more competition there is, and the more we continue to push each other to be better and do better things and be more innovative. And hey, uh, our, our biggest supporters in content creations have been from mm -hmm. other content creators. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. they're the best members of your community. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I help out all of my friends who start getting into it. Like I will, yeah. I will sit down with you and I'll have a conversation. We will go point by point by point, everything that you need to know. Um, and I have friends who, who do that for me as I'm getting into podcasting. I've had friends like go over what programs to use with me from their own experience and what worked and what didn't because they've tried everything under the sun and they've yes. been doing this longer than I have. I have a friend yes. I'm getting, I want to write for the DMs Guild. One of my friends it, it has has like platinum selling DMs Guild stuff wow. out there, and nice. and he's just like, okay, well, let me just look it over. Like, yeah, we'll make sure that it's formatted properly. Like, we'll 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 make sure like stuff works. When I was struggling with thumbnails, like I, I had a friend reach out and or like step in and be like, send me all the assets and I'll I'll help you with it. Yeah, <laughs> sort of a yeah. deal. And and that's just that's what the creator community is and and it's should be yeah there's 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 nothing that will get you kicked out of the creator community faster than if you're just a, a gatekeeper who doesn't talk like you don't have to talk industry but like if you're obviously gatekeeping yeah. we know who does that and yeah. we don't like you 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 get pushed out of the circles pretty fast if you start oh, acting yeah. like that yeah yeah but it's, it's very short sight as well it's just it's not the world's not like it used to be in the creative industry like the, yeah. the, you know that the rising tide lifts all the mm -hmm. boats in this circumstance because absolutely that the people that have come to like our content have mm -hmm. come from other con literally have come from other content create creators yeah. they haven't come from seeing a billboard on the side of the the road mm -hmm. thing to have to roll have got a podcast you know that it's come from people will come up to it i mean someone came up to us at the weekend mm -hmm. um, at the larp event and said oh they were speaking to another larping podcaster that have been around for a lot longer than we have and, uh -huh. got, and they said oh i was literally by the campfire with them and they said oh you should check these guys out and i was like yeah. that that and that warms my heart even more than someone coming up being like oh i listened to it and i enjoyed it having someone come up and say Mm -hmm. another content creator recommends you it's like oh but is it's not like oh we're on two different channels you have to choose which one of us to watch mm -hmm. you can you can sit down and watch and watch a hype yeah. goblin uh in... video and then you can go off and watch another content creator's video there's yeah. no yeah in in the age of in the age of the internet that we live in now like yeah. you can consume my content at any time of day but like if 
Like I will, I will tell you who else you need to go see. Um, because they're people that I genuinely enjoy. And one thing that I've always been very clear about with people who follow me is I don't work with a lot of companies because I'm not going to hawk things that I don't believe in. I'm not going to introduce you to people for clout. I'm not going to introduce you to people that I don't genuinely enjoy. Yeah. Um, I mean, mobile games. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell you eyeglasses. Like that's not my niche. First of all, that was a really weird email. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm, but I'm also not going to sell you. I'm not also going to sell like, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, you need to go talk to this person because I want to gain favor with them. Like, I'm going to send you to my friends who I actually like. Like I'm going to send, I'm sending people to you. I'm sending people to sauce fire, sending people to tell, like I send people to the folks that I genuinely enjoy because that's probably where you're going to find me. Honestly, most of the time, like if I'm telling you to go watch someone, you're probably going to see me in someone else's chat more than you'll see me in my own. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. And then you, you, you know, you build these communities Mm -hmm. of actual friends because you know, yeah. we, you know, we were in a community that imploded and yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, you see it, it's, it's popping up all the time. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. these communities, they just implode from the top down because, you know, p- people work off all, oh, like you say, I yeah. want to, I want to work with this person because they are such and such within this community. And we want to collaborate literally because of that, mm-hmm. not because, oh, I actually really love spending time talking to yeah. this person about yeah. it. You know, the, the fastest way for me to put up a wall between me and someone else is for them to say that is for them to come and be like, oh, well, the first thing to be like, oh, well, we need to game together or, oh, well, we need to, we need to play TTRPGs on stream together. Or, or, or I've had some people that said like, you need to put me on Nexus Adventures and I will be like, no, the fuck I don't. (laughs) I don't know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Like it, it, there's some very obvious like social climbing aspects of what we do as creators. Yes. And when I get any, when I smell any of that, I'm out. Cause I have been on too many for-profit channels that just treat me like I'm their moneymaker that I don't stick around. No, yeah. I don't. No, if I'm not, ha- I'm there to have fun, and yes. um, I'm not there to be treated like a commodity. Yeah, and people I, pick up on that, don't they? Yeah. you know that's the thing. You 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 know when someone's there, and you, if especially if you watch, I mean, it, because it is getting so popular now, and mm-hmm. yeah, there are certain you know D and D streams that are like they they get these, um, you know, some of these celebrities are like genuine D and D enthusiasts, and you can tell. Yeah. And some of them are literally just there because this is the hot thing right now. And yeah. you can tell their agent has been like, I think you should go on that, on this D&D thing stream. And they're yeah, like, oh, they're, okay. The, you, can, you can always tell the difference between people who are there because, or who, people who are putting out products because they genuinely enjoy what they're doing. Like, or at least I can. I don't know. I, I, have, a, I, have, a, I have a bullshit like version of the Spidey Sense. If yes. someone's BSing me, I I can sniff it out. I can yeah. I can tell if you don't really like me as a person, because I've had that happen to me enough at this point, yeah. where people think they're being sneaky, but it's written all over their faces for me. Yeah. 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 So high, like high high wisdom, yeah. high insight. Yeah. And, honest, and honestly, my most fulfilling projects tend to come out of the things that I do with my friends. Yeah. So. That's that's just been my experience. Um, even things that I start out really excited for that are paid projects. Nothing is more fun to me than collaborating with my friends. Yes. And like 
surprising and delighting all of those chuckleheads that I love so much. Yeah. yeah. Memories <laughs> together yeah. and they actually mean they mean something mm -hmm. and more than just you yeah. know doing it for the sake of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like yeah, like we yeah, we've we've loved having you uh here with uh me and Robin, other chuckleheads that we are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love like hanging out with y'all. Yeah, when we're yeah. making something and when we're not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, do, do you want to tell people where um, they can find you? Do you want to plug anything? Any upcoming oh, projects? Gosh. Um. Well, I'm gonna be starting up a podcast with uh, Indestructible Boy and Dungeon Dad. It's called Dead Level Podcast. Love the it. Dead Level Podcast. You can find us on um, all social medias right now I, I literally just made the accounts yesterday so yes. please go follow us if you're interested in some nerd chatting or just you know Ooh. think 80s themed <laughs> icons 80s are cool nice. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we went with like a vhs retro -y yes. kind of look for it yes um love it. oh it's so good taryn did a great job on on the graphics for it um so that's gonna be coming up that's really the only new thing that i have to oh mm -hmm. i have another thing um tubular teens with titans it's a Power yes. Rangers style style audio drama and my first foray into voice acting. Amazing. I, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so goofy and so much fun. I'm taking over the role of Desdemona starting episode seven, Ooh. which should be coming out in the next week or two. Um, definitely go check it out. Um, it uh, my one of my friends brought me onto the project, and that's been a lot of fun. That's my other newest thing. Everything else, if you want to find me, I'm the Hype Goblet on all social media. And if it's over on my Twitter, LinkedIn, my bio, my full schedule of where you can find me, it'll take me two years to go through everything. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, we've loved having you and we need to have you on again. It's like the, the, the time has time has flown. Um, we could talk to you forever and it's always just fun hanging out with you, Sarah. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you very much for coming on. And we're going to say, uh, I guess we'll say goodbye. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, goodbye, everyone. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. Happy adventuring. Happy adventuring. That's that, <laughs> that's that voice actor talent coming through. <laughs> She's even got the mic skills as well now. <laughs> See you later, everyone. If you enjoyed this show, make sure that you follow and subscribe. So, you know, you know when a new episode is posted. Um, you can leave a review, you can share it around, it would really help us out, and you know we appreciate you doing that. And remember, you can catch us live on twitch.tv forward slash to have underscore to roll. That's the number two, and, and roll is into roleplay. Thank you very much for listening.